You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. For the first time in forever, the Joes are back again. What's up, everybody? We, we are the Joes. This is Ryan, Jake, and Will. If you've forgotten our names, it's been a while. How, how's everyone doing? Is, is this the 200th show, Will Greenwood? Yeah. And 2021, let it go. Let it go. Jake, what's your favorite song from Frozen? I have never seen Frozen. It no is show way. 200. No, yeah, no, that's serious. <laughs> So show 200, we got all these special guests line up. You know, the hottest names in Dynasty. Yeah. We got... What about hub, the hubs there? Yeah. And, and some special guests. <laughs> Patrick, what's going on? It's been a while, buddy. Yeah, hey, you got only have about 10 more seconds, but uh, hey, go Chiefs, yeah. Yeah. So by the time this recording comes out, we'll, we'll, we'll know that... if you won or lost the game. Was that Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Holy shit. Uh, just, just a regular old sne- sneaker head, right? You know, but what is it? What is well, that? I call, I call, sorry, guys, he had to go. I don't know if you heard the door opening and closing. He had to take off. He was over at the uh, the Pillow Palace. He wanted to check it out. He'd heard about it on Twitter. and was like, dude, this palace is legit. Who ensures that? Uh, so, but then, <laughs> but uh, uh, then PH, as I call him, had to take off. PH, yeah. Well, uh, let's uh let's transition into talking about some some dynasty football and let's let's kind of recap our seasons really quick for our listeners because i think that you know one of the things you hear about some of these shows that I, I think a phrase i hear dropped around a lot is like i want to see some receipts so jake let's prove to our listeners that we're, we're pretty good at, at this dynasty thing let's see, see what you can do uh i had a i'm in 10 leagues I'm, I try to be a competitive in majority of them. Of course, I got some rebuilds. I think I like I like to think we all do. Um, oh yeah. I had I had four teams out of the ten make it to the make it to the championship round, and I, I was lucky that I got fifty percent and I won two of them. I was I was mentioning in the Patreon show that um, I find that it's more gratifying to win championships in leagues that you have never won them before. Um, just because I feel like the anticipation and just you, know, you want it just a little bit more. I feel like when you when you haven't re- reached the glory in that league before, you have new league mates to kind of ch- like chirp on a little bit. But I'm the back to back. I'm a double champ, baby, in two leagues, back to back, reigning, here to stay. Can't take my belt. Can't, I got a message to the haters. What's the? I got to get my favorite. Oh, jeez! What, <laughs> Jake? Favorite, what's going? On? My, my favorite GIF of all time. I'm trying to pull it up on YouTube, and I can't even think of the guy's name that I posted in every league chat that I won the double. Conor McGregor. Thank you. Holy guacamole! Could not remember for the life of me where he had a message for the haters that uh, he wanted to apologize to absolutely nobody. And it's just the best gift of all time. And you have to win the league twice. You got to be the double champ to, to post that baby. So I was lucky enough to do it. Well, congratulations on your success. Appreciate Will, it. Will Greenwood? I uh, took down one fantasy championship. Uh, 15 teams, 10 playoff teams, three buys, 
Uh, only five teams made it to the second round. So only I went two and five in the first round. Uh, and then only two teams made it to the final and won one of them. It's a very disappointing playoff season. But I made a lot of mistakes during the regular season this year with team management because I was focusing on the podcast. Because I was focusing on our content and what we were doing. And so 2022 is the redemption year for Will Greenwood, and I will win at least four fantasy championships. Wow. Book it. Full, con- full prediction. I love it. Will it was adding point. 20 leagues. It was an odd year. Once oh, again. I want to swear so hard at Jake right now. <laughs> <laughs> All the swears right in your face, Jake. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, had a, I had a pretty good year. I, I think I'm in like 21, 22, 23 leagues. I, and I forget how many playoffs I made, but um, it was a respectable number. I, was, I played in six championships. I won three. I had four in my hands, guys, but I lost to, to a stat correction. Um, and one league, which was a heartbreaker, was the IDP league. So, and uh, of three, that's uh, the football of, guys, right? N- no, no, the the oh, okay, uh, yeah. IDP IDP guys invitational. I I got I got my butt handed to me in, in the finals. I made the finals IDP guys invitational though, so that was that was cool. But um, and and of my my three championships, two of them were in IDP leagues. So I I, I clearly am the you know I should just play in IDP leagues. I've decided after this year because I did well in those. So. Anyway, I, that that's ever happened to me before. I mean, I've lost due to stat corrections, but a championship lost to a stat correction that that one that one hurt a little bit. But that's okay. I I, I think if you bat five hundred in your in your championship games, you got to feel pretty good about it. So, um, uh, there was a fun season and a weird season, I did, but there wasn't enough of them, so that was the problem. Yeah, and in, in one matchup, I got um, um, let's see, I, I faced Rashad Penny and Amon Rod St. Brown, and that that didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd lose to those two guys, but hey, it happens, right? So it was. It was I fun. think their their uh, dynasty offseason value is fascinating. Specifically, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny had one of the most epic finishes to a season that I feel like we're not talking about. He was the league winner. He was uh, the Tim Hightower of the 2021 fantasy football season. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, just insanely efficient. Um, in his last five weeks, I feel like he put up better numbers than any other RB that you could compare him to. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, like the consensus RB1 in Dynasty, not saying that Penny should be ranked higher than Jonathan Taylor, but he, he blew him out of the water in the last five weeks. Man had 671 yards on 92 attempts. That is like 7.29 yard per, yards per carry, which – it's just like an astronomical um, yards per attempt. Like it, I feel like it doesn't even make sense. Um, coming back from injury, like he's he's rarely gotten the opportunity to succeed. So if he actually is in a two-headed backfield next year with Chris Carson or has a chance to be the lead back, like he he has earned his rise in dynasty because he he won people's championships single-handedly. It's it's fascinating because a lot of times we'll get these guys. Uh, like remember CJ Anderson coming back for the Rams and being yeah. a fantasy playoff monster. And again, even like Tim Hightower, it's been a while since we've had a I feel like, like a dynasty fantasy asset really boom like this, who had been like this, like up and down of Rashad Penny. He's been down for, since you drafted him, Rashad Penny has been a complete disappointment in your life. Uh, if you still held, if you still held on to him and you had a competitive team, his end of the season is just I can't, I can't even really fathom exactly how the end of the season went. 
and how good it was. It just is, uh, it's ridiculous. And it was really, really fun to watch. He looked good doing it. You guys know the number two running back the last five weeks of fantasy was right behind Penny or is it Dave Montgomery? No, close. Good guess. Jake, any guesses? I, I, I want to guess Jonathan Taylor because I know he went off like pretty hard too. But no, hold on. We can La- get last, last five weeks, Devin Singletary. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Isn't that oh, crazy? Last, well, Jonathan Taylor had a bye week in there. So, yeah. an average. Oh, yes. Yes. He did have a bye week. So, um, no, but points per game. Um, yeah, actually, well, that throws it off because James Conner, the games he played, he was actually hit a penny a little bit, which is interesting. Um, but, uh, but, 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 yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm just looking at the, the, you know, the points the last five games of the season. So, uh, yeah, that does knock down Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know. Yeah, you got to make sure you're looking at Week 18 too. Obviously, fantasy is not as relevant, but I'm pretty sure Penny put up like 190 yards yeah. on Week 18. It, it is, it is yeah. the last five weeks. Yeah, I am looking at 18, which. Uh, we can debate the merits of that or not, but I think at the end of the day, yeah. just we're going to finish in your, in your championship game. He rushed for a buck 70 and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's not terrible. Literally yeah. Tim Hightower reincarnate, uh, but younger with more draft capital, <laughs> even though he's not resigned to the, the, the Seahawks next year. Uh, I was listening to other podcasts and they were talking about like what you would give for Penny. Uh, two seconds. Was kind of the, is what so he's they didn't a, pick up his, they didn't pick up his fifth year option uh and shockingly enough yes this is his fourth year in the nfl uh love to see it so and he put up uh more fantasy points uh this year than eh, not all the years but the past two years combined let's just say and he didn't yeah. even play that many games this season so but yeah, of course not, you're not going to pick up the fifth year option for a guy that has not produced whatsoever with first round pick, and you got to pay him. But that probably at this point would have been the smartest move because he might be slightly cheaper. I've been assuming that he signs like a prove it deal with the Seahawks. But again, I'm not looking to uh, like like move the house for him or take the risk. Uh, I think if I have him, I'm going to hold unless somebody gives me like a decent offer. I might send out other trade offers to try to pick up a first round pick. But uh, I, I I love the finish. I do not trust it whatsoever because uh, he's hurt me in the past and I need to get over that. And as the offseason progresses, we'll talk about it more, but that's where my stance is at this very moment. I mean, he's going to be 26 in a couple of weeks and, and the guy we know is, is definitely injury prone. I mean, I, I know we've we got to be careful with that label. So, and, and there's uncertainty about his future. I don't see why people are rushing out to buy penny. I, I, I mean, it's definitely a recency bias, so I'm not particularly interested. I, I think he's definitely a sell if, if you got him and you can, Get something for him. I mean, let's. I'm going to move on from Penny. Rashad Penny or Take Amon Ross St. Brown? What's that, Jake? Take your championship and cash too. Yeah. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I think Amon Ross St. Brown. Although I'm not like super high on him, but I, I also think there, there's a, you know, a chance his, his value can go. I mean, well, his value could go down too, right? I, I mean, I, I, I saw another, like a Dane Brugler's latest mock draft, I think had Detroit drafting a wide receiver in the first round. So, and then Hawks can come back, blah, blah, blah. So. I, I don't trust mock drafts at this point anyway. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. I fully expect Detroit to bring in a wide receiver, but we're uh, wide receiver typically has, has a more, longevity um, as position 
Um, and he's only 22 years old. And then you're talking about a 26-year-old running back. So that's kind of just a tear break for me. Even though if Penny could be a, a league winner for one more year, that could easily be enough to sway it in the other direction. Yeah, could be. And I, and I hope Penny does have a great year. I mean, it's a great story. I'm not I'm not wishing him any ill will, but I, I just, I don't know. It just It's such a small sample size. And I, I don't know. I just feel like you got to look at his whole career and what he's done and the, you know. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Sometimes it, sometimes it happens. It's just fascinating. Um, I don't, yeah. It, anyway, it is fascinating. Uh, you know, even I'm like, not that he necessarily was a difference maker for you, but like a guy like uh, uh, Dunta Foreman, right. For Tennessee, you know, he, he also had a decent finish to his season and a guy that we basically just like left for dead, um, you know, was able to produce. That's, that's why it's always good to, uh, you know, when you craft your teams to be heavy on the running backs on your bench, because you just, you just never know when one of these guys are going to, is going to get the opportunity and get hot and pop for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When he popped his Achilles at Houston, right. As he was booming there too. Cause I think he, he popped it while scoring a touchdown. So what does this mean? It means there's a chance for Cam Akers. We're starting to see it, aren't we? All right, let's get excited. Did Cam Akers looks good. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Unfortunately, it's, you don't get any points in Dynasty for playoff points. No. But I just like you do, you do kind of when his value is just like increasing back to where it like should have been free injury. Well, unless he yeah, hurts himself again in the playoffs. Uh. Shut, shut your mouth. <laughs> just, I feel. I feel better. I wasn't able to aggressively move him as much as I tried. And, and the one deal I did move him in, I, I got back Jamar Chase in part of that deal. So I don't feel too bad about it. Jamar Chase and Rashad Penny for Cam Akers. I can. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've, I vocalized it at the time, but all three of those injured running backs that happened in the preseason, um, acquiring them was 100% the move. And if like moving them low, unless, it, unless you won the championship, you probably regretted it. You talk about Acres and, and what are the other two? You talk about Etn and um, Dobbins. Dobbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I do think Acres is a, a different story. Although it looks like the narrative is starting to look like he's going to come back and, and still be good. But um, you know, I, I do think with the Achilles, you know, it was is definitely more of a risk. But man, maybe this is the maybe we've come a, far enough in the in the science where that's, it's not going to be the death sense it was once was for running backs. I mean, we're starting to see the returns of that foreman is, you know, looking okay. And acres, you know, so it's, it's kind of exciting to see. So do we want to move into the, the bulk of this 200th episode we're going to talk about? We've got a lot of, what do you guys want to talk about? We want to talk about like GM coaching searches, save that for later. We want to get into offseason buys and sells. What do you guys want to talk about? The pressure. The pressure. Oh, I was going to let Jake run with it. Uh, GM and coaching carousel is, I think, uh, it's one of the more fun years for it because a lot of the teams that we want more fantasy relevance from uh, who have really great star-studded players are getting new coaching, coaching staffs. And we can either be excited or disappointed on how it's done. I wouldn't overvalue whatever the head coach is coming in. I would pay attention to if they're changing up the rest of the coaching staff and what they're doing uh, moving forward. I think one – it makes all Giants players a buy on the offensive side, minus Daniel Jones. Uh, I think it makes continues to put value on like Travis Etienne for the, the Jaguars because that, that situation is not going to get any worse, especially since he was hurt. But at least he got to miss out on the abuse-laden year that was Urban Meyer's uh, 
and then other places where they're they're moving in. I think if anything, all those players they're going to gain value in the offseason because there's a change because they were so so disappointed and bad this year. I mean, the Bears, all offensive players are are, are going to get a boost for whoever comes in. You know, I, I think we want to be careful, Will, about about. I'm just saying boost of value. I'm not saying I'm going to personally. Boost oh, them, oh, like, oh, like overall offseason. Like, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. I think there could be a boost in value, but but I I will say so. Um, we're not sponsored by the athletic or anything like that, but they've had some really great articles about different or not. Do you have a surprise we're sponsored by the athletic athletic now? That's exciting. Um, but, but they, they've been like, there were two great articles about a, a couple of these, um, uh, old franchises that are, they're looking for coach and GM and that's the, the Chicago bears and, and the New York giants. And after reading those articles, the, the the McCaskies, the way it's set up, George McCaskey listening to Ted Phillips and the way they've hired these GMs and coaches and how, it, it, you know, they, you know, hired Ryan Pace and then they basically um, forced John Fox upon him and they had a chance to, you know, hire Bruce Arians at one point. He was the uh, coach of the year taking over for um, uh, what's his face in, in Indianapolis um, when Arians took over for uh, what can I think of his Chuck name? Pagano. Chuck Pagano. Thank you. Um, coach of the year. It was a, a no brainer hire. But he wanted to go to the Bears. He wanted to work with Jay Cutler. Well, no, the Bears hired Mark Trestman, which was a disaster. So I think the Bears, the the way their ownership is structured, I think they're going to blow this. And maybe that's my pessimism. And I, I feel the same way about the New York Giants because reading the article about that ownership group and how that split and how the there's nepotism with the you know Maras and their uh, scouting department. Read those articles, and after reading those, it's it's just. I don't know. Like I, I feel better about the Vikings as a, as a organization long-term about, you know, what, what that they're going to get things right. Um, so I, I, I think it's, you know, after those articles, it made me think about what does this mean for me as a uh, playing dynasty? And I, and I, I really, I know this is kind of common sense, but I I think sometimes we don't think enough about these franchises and who they are with these draft books that they make and these coaching, these hiring decisions, GM decisions. And I, and I think we need to do, try to do a better job of that. And sometimes it's hard to quantify, especially with people new coming in, are they going to be good or not? But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it makes me really nervous about the future of Justin Fields. You know, the, the fact that he is with this, the Chicago bears, which I, I've just come to realize is, is going to be a, a crappy franchise until somehow the, the McCaskies no longer on the, on that team. And that, that may be never. <laughs> so anyway, rant well, over. You, ne- you never know. But, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but the big thing to, to keep in part with this, is, which uh, as guys mentioned at the beginning, is pay attention to any sort of value boost you see in players in the general dynasty community consensus. Uh, big time coaching changes, uh, GM changes, everything like that. It shouldn't really change the overall dynasty value of a player, but it will for sure. And look for those fringe players. Like I think if if they hire if if the Bears hire an offensive guru and you have an opportunity to sell Darnell Mooney even higher than what he is right now, or even David Montgomery as he's coming in because he's getting older as a running back and as we move forward, like these guys might take a little, like a good amount of boost. It's hard to say, uh, you know, exactly what to do, but just to pay attention and try to capitalize on where the, the community is going to go with this because there's going to be boosts. Uh, I think with all these new teams getting new coaches for their underperforming offenses. It does worry me uh, hearing Ryan say that he's selling Justin Fields because 
I mean, as a Chicago fan, it's not something you, you want to hear him say. Um, I, I mean, I listen, I love the, I love the talent. I just worry about, you know, what the, who the bears going to hire and if they can get it right. Like, like if they hire Ryan or Brian Dable, the um, offensive coordinator for the bills and they bring in the, who's the other guy, the, with their organization, the assistant GM there, I can't, I think it was name. Like if they team up those guys and they come in, I'm going to feel a little bit better about it. Cause I think he did play a role in developing uh, Josh Allen. Are you bringing so, in anyone worse than Matt Nagy? Like, I feel like it's a, they could. Matt Nagy's they, first year. Was they hired amazing. Mark Trussman. They hired Mark Trussman. So yes, they could. They Mr. Risky made the pro bowl under Matt Nagy. I'm pretty sure there's also some Trubisky quotes of recent of late that are not very uh, light of Nagy, but um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, there was another athletic article, um, actually the same one I was referring to where Trubisky wanted to meet with Nagy like in the off season and, and yeah, Nagy basically, blew, basically blew him off, you know? So like, yeah. you know, Nagy ne- never really, he, he got festered with Trubisky cause you know, Trubisky was, you know, c- couldn't, you know, pick up the playbook and, um, instead of tailor the offense towards Trubisky, just like we saw with Justin Fields as a rookie quarterback, right? He wouldn't, he, he didn't do enough tailoring of the offense to, to, to make, put Justin Fields in the position to succeed. Um, and, and that's what we've seen right in the NFL, the, the successful teams, they, they take the talent that they have. You know, if you if you got Lamar Jackson, you plan your offense around mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's skill set. You don't, you know, say, okay, you know, we're going to run this offense to meet your, match your skill set. You know, it's, it's, um, so anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, it, it just reminds me when uh, Joe Flacco went down and Lamar Jackson had to come in. They had a whole second offense set up to run with Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Bears did not with Justin Fields. They had an Andy Dalton offense set up and then expected Justin Fields to come in there and perform well under the Andy Dalton offense, which no quarterback can perform well in that. The best you can do is a, the C plus performance that Andy Dalton has put up in his career in past years. But you like to think hypothetically they're going to be bringing in like after their interviews who they think is best to like run their offense with Justin Fields because clearly he is their future, right? So every part, every question they ask in these interviews pretty much is going to be how do they maximize Justin Fields? So I like I have to think that it's it's got to help them a little bit. Obviously, people like these decisions. Um, fail constantly but I just have faith in fields like I don't see his value dipping or I, I just remain um, expected to remain steady um, regardless just because that's who he is the prospect um, I hear you with Mooney and stuff but he, he also was he was great last year like he was fields number one target so they could bring in competition there like Alan Robinson was uh, absolute nothing burger for them this year um but Mooney looked he he shined at times, right? So I'm not I wouldn't be too quick to ship him off just at the at a slight what you think is a per- perceived bump in value. When, but in reality, he's like he has always had that value and deserves it, right? So can can I sell Mooney though for like Hunter Renfro? Oh, I'd rather have Mooney in a heartbeat. No. No. Oh, I feel like upside. It's like the upside win championship kind of argument. But maybe I'm off with the. Uh, my assessment of both no, but we also just disagree. It's totally fine. Like, yeah, I agree. I think, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I think we might have seen Renfro's best season, where I feel like Mooney still has the potential of having that kind of season still. Yeah, you know, I, I, I you got to check out the Patreon show. We talked about Hunter Renfro and how we, we, you know, maybe are under undervaluing in him in the dynasty community. But I, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I still think I go Mooney. Will 
on that one. But it's a, but it's an interesting conversation. Fools, you both. Fools. Both fifth round draft picks. Mooney's only two years younger. I thought he was younger than that, but he did come out as an older prospect. Yeah, but so also it's, it's also with, uh, Chicago as a franchise and what they're doing, Ryan. You bring up some great points about how they've hired and how they've like kind of developed their organization as a whole underneath the McCaskies. Uh, Trubisky had a new coach in his second year. Uh, he performed very, very well. So maybe we'll get a little uh, second-year pop out of fields, and then that's the time to sell high. Uh, right now, uh, I think as people are hired, I'm talking deals. about – but I'm talking no. I'm just talking about selling fringe players, and maybe Mooney was a bad choice because we uh, kind of disagree about where he is. But uh, you know, like Cole Komet, yeah. Uh, Get him the, out of here. Uh, the, and with the, with the the Giants, and you know Sterling Shepard, and he's not going to be there forever. And players like that, if they get any sort of value bump, even Kenny Galladay, if he gets a value bump because there's a new head, you know, the new head coach and GM, and then feels like there's more trust in the Giants community within them that it's time to kind of move on and get rid of them. Uh, looking down in Jacksonville, any sort of fringe player that you're looking at, uh, even even with the Vikings, uh, if if like if the Vikings re-sign Conklin and they have like an offensive you know guru like Bienemy comes in, that everybody's gonna be very hyped of. It might be time to get rid of him or an aging Adam Thielen, uh, and then just buy up Ju- or uh, Amir Smith Marset. Uh, but anyway, these uh, these kind of like coaching staff changeover can provide a little bit of an opportunity for these guys to be the. They're not the core of a deal, obviously, but they're the person that can put a deal over the top in conversations, especially if you know your league, and you know their fandom, and you know what they're looking for. Uh, it, it, it's it's going to be a fun offseason. I feel like we have a, a large amount of turnover for teams that we want more fantasy production from. Yeah. Speaking, you, I was thinking about Eric Bieniemy because you mentioned him, and and I, he's going to interview with with the Broncos or has had interviewed by the time this podcast comes out. But one of the things that was shocking that that first week of um, you know the coaching sh- search where you you had a window where you could interview some of these offensive coordinators playing the playoffs. I don't think Bieniemy had any interviews. I think the Broncos might be his first one, or or if he did have other interviews, he didn't get as many as some of these other guys, which to me it seems just like a no-brainer I don't, is that the matt nagy effect like a kansas city offensive coordinator like the, like he's not going to succeed because i i just feel like that guy i mean it just it, it, i mean maybe maybe it's i don't know i just i just think he should get a head coaching job yeah bring advice. let's go yeah well should should we let's let's get away from the the coaching talk, which that was a fun conversation but let's let's spend a little bit of time and talk about, you know, some of these off-season buys or sells. Or, I mean, the off-season is going to be a long time, but as we get into the the playoffs. And I think this is an interesting window, guys, to make uh, deals in your dynasty leagues because I, I do think some people, and I'm probably one of these people, admittedly, where I, I kind of, you know, check out a little bit. The season's over. It was a grind. It's nice not to have to set lineups other than, like, a couple of playoff league lineups. I want to sit back and enjoy the playoffs. Maybe play some DFS and I'm not paying as much attention to my dynasty leagues as maybe I should be. So I think there is a window here before there's any, you know, too much off season movement to, to make some deals and to grab some guys before we see these tremendous swings in value, because once free agency begins, we're going to talk about a lot of free agents on this list, you know, the value values swings are going to be pretty dramatic. So uh, what you think you guys think this is a good time of year or, or is it, it has going to be a hard time of year. Cause some people are disengaged and you want to have trade talks and people aren't getting back to you. So what do you, what do you guys think? 
Well, so I wanted to put these players on this list out there too for the uh, like earmark, earmark these players uh, either for the future if you don't want to move them now because <clears throat> there's definitely a lot of like like buy low candidates, but everybody knows them and they're probably not going to sell super low, but they're maybe worth putting on some feelers, but also just to like you know pay a little bit of attention and maybe look up where they are in your leagues and see if there's an opportunity. Uh, I think I think. Like, like buy low opportunities, it's a little bit like overvalued what we look at in the dynasty community, but I think these are players we should pay attention to. I think it's a great time to get a leg up on your competition because um, it's typically a time where people are not as active, right? Like they're toning down off of the season. Um, the off season hasn't ramped up nearly as much yet, uh, but I feel like it's also kind of a mixed bag because while I always preach the most active owners are typically the best owners. And that's, that is how you get a leg up on your competition is just being more active than your competition. Um, as a commissioner, I have issue with sending out a bunch of offers to league mates who might not have paid their dues yet, or when everyone has not like has not paid their dues yet, it might not be on an equal playing ground. Obviously that's kind of just a uh, snooze you lose kind of territory. If you haven't, uh, paid your dues or haven't done that um, that's on you and maybe some commissioners don't even care about that um, but me personally I, I kind of do as a commissioner and I would just say pay your leaves as soon as possible get get excited for the next year and get get moving and be more active than than your competitors Jake I, I think in your leagues since you commissioned on leagues you, you should basically say hey you got to pay by whatever date you want to put out there I, by yeah, the Super Bowl I say, I or, you're, or you're out but yeah but I try for sooner because I already have leagues where people are out or dispersals are starting. And it's kind of hard to start filling leagues until you know what the player pool is and et cetera. Right. There's, just, there's more, more things that go at it. So. Yeah. I think, well, I think people need the reminder too, and the deadline. Um, I, I know that uh, Nathan Powell is like, I, I think he's like that with his leagues. And I know John Bosch is like that with his leagues. It's like, okay, you pay, you know, if you want to leave fine, I respect it. Just let me know. No big deal. But otherwise, you pay or you're out. I'll find a replacement for you. And I, I think that's yeah. that's effective strategy because, yeah, there's nothing worse than um, either as a commissioner or even as someone that's in the league where you're kind of waiting for another like a couple owners to pay. So, as a little aside there. Yeah, and if you're leaving the league, let them know as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and I don't think commissioners care. In fact, the sooner you let them know, nope. the better because then they can find a replacement. So no big deal. Absolutely. Just let them know and get out of there. So, yeah, but I'm, you're emotionally attached to that team. It's your dynasty <laughs> team. You should be emotionally attached, and it should hurt to leave a league uh, yeah, in general, like a little piece of you. But you should also buck up and tell the commissioner as soon as possible. Yeah, I've played dynasty for like five five years, I think now, maybe more, and I've never left the league. Wow, that, good for that. you. That shows discipline because that means you didn't join too many leagues. So didn't join any last year, and I don't plan on joining any this year. Yeah, yeah I left. Tough, I already left for the best, right? But I, I, uh, I, 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 only leagues I've left is con- our contract leagues. I, I do want to co-own some teams with you guys, though, so I, I would be willing to pick up a couple of leagues. But but I'm yeah, I've, I, I, I actually left. Um, what did I leave? One or two leagues? I've left one league, maybe maybe a couple, because I had to make some seven cuts. leagues. Seven yeah. leagues. But, I yeah. need full authority to correct your mistakes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great co-owner. Ask Trey Barrett. Uh, we, we, we work very well together. Um, although we, well, we all may disagree because we've co-owned some teams together that didn't, didn't go so well. So maybe it was my fault. 
Okay, so off-season buys. There's a contract league, right? That doesn't count. <laughs> anyway. And also the league that I co-owned with Trey, he left me. Anyway, that's a, neither here nor there. <laughs> you, guys, uh, you guys buying low on Big Ben or now? Like, but what you you think? Is there? Is there another, <laughs> that was a joke, right? Is there another Ben in the NFL that I need to be aware of? We're talking about Eno Benjamin. He's a, kind of a little guy. He's now Big Ben. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So let's get this. Yeah, let's get this kicked off. My number one, pay attention to slash. I want to send feelers out for not number one, but first that came to mind was Can Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Uh, and especially before he signed somewhere, because uh, he had a one-year prove-it deal for Miami and didn't play. So he didn't no- prove it, did he? <laughs> he proved that he's injury-prone. Oh wait, we already knew that. He already proved that before. But he also sat out for personal <laughs> reasons, and I wonder, like with Flores being fired there too, it was a very, very odd and weird situation. So there's more to it than what we know for sure. So I, I am absolutely uh, happy, happy to take a shot on. Will Fuller, you know, like moving forward, if if I can get him, you know, you know, like a decent value. So uh, let's uh, we should we should probably take a look here at any current trades that have gone on. I, I mean, I, I just I just plugged it into the dynasty trade calculator, and Will Fuller they have his value at zero in a twelve team super flex league, <laughs> and I love I the labels they that. use. Sur- surgeon's best friend. Um, gotta gotta love the dynasty trade calculator guys. But he was complete. He was completely healthy and still getting popped for performance enhancing before. Like that's not fair. Yeah. No. So you you send the offer and then you you take a screenshot of your calculator, your dynasty trade calculator, and you send that to the owner, and a guarantee works every time. They're gonna see that. Oh, Will Fuller's worth zero points, and they're gonna trade him for your fourth round pick. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Okay. Done. Done. Calculator. I would easily take that. Like, here's one on I, here from, from December 15th, Will Fuller for AJ Green. Like, I, I would take Will Fuller over AJ Green at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, like, Terrace Marshall. That's uh, tough. I'm probably just keep it Terrace Marshall, give another year. Like, but, when you get to the youth, that's when you start making, like, questioning. So, if you talk about, like, the Corey Davis types of guys, you're obviously... Yeah, yeah. That, that. That, that's a totally fair point. Um, I think a like if I go for a third, if I, third, third round pick for Will Fuller, I'd do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd send Nico Collins for Will Fuller. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I might prefer Nico Collins because I just really like him as a prospect. But I, I go Nico Collins. Advocate, yeah, I'm an advocate of upside wins championships. So it's like it's a Scott Barrett article, I believe. Um, obviously, Will Fuller everyone, has all the upside on the planet. Had, exactly. That's where I'm headed, right? That I think okay, he okay. is a, mass, a massive acquire for his cost. Like, if you can send a third or any kind of late, um, like, later guy on your roster, depending on how deep it is, like, I'm sure there are shallow leagues where he is hit for agency. Um, and if that's the case, pick him up because he does have that upside of being a wide receiver too easily enough. Like maybe he follows Deshaun Watson somewhere like who that's the possibilities are pretty endless. So of course he could also retire. Like that's how endless the possibilities are. Here, here's a fun deal for you guys to consider. Would you rather have Mike Evans or, or Will Fuller and Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. <laughs> uh, my, I'm going to go Mike Evans with the safety there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's safety versus obviously, you know, 
a couple complete of question upside. marks of upside. Yeah, complete upside. I mean, it's it's a that's a a, a trade uh, that I found in the trade finder, which is uh, just just a fun deal. To, to, to that's to a really good about. deal. I I like both sides of that, honestly. Yeah, but, like 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 hand like hand like fingers holding on to an edge of a cliff. I have to pull myself up. I have just enough strength to try once, and I have like 15 seconds, but I have to answer the question. I I just realized what's interesting about this league. Maybe this changes your thought process. It's a 32 team league. Uh, There's probably copies then. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming there are copies. It's hard. It's impossible to know, but you know, but that's a 32 team league though. That's the kind of like upside that that could win you multiple championships. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think we'll fall a couple of years left. Ryan, I know you hate him because he has dinky little hands uh, and I should hate him because he went to Notre Dame, but I'm actually upside Will Fuller fan here uh, moving forward. Strong first name. Uh, he had great production with the Texans <laughs> before he got popped for PEDs. And then Deshaun Watson got popped for being a bad person uh, and potentially a criminal. We'll kind of figure that out, but he's, I feel like the most under the radar because he didn't play this year. Uh, for for the Dolphins, and you know, we saw the, how that Dolphins passing game worked, and I think he could have fit in very, very well there. So it's unfortunate, but assuming that he plays, let's, let's give me like you know three, two, three more years of production of like decent Will Fuller boom games. He's a great guy. He's like a better bench stash than what your third round pick will be, in my opinion. Well, let's move on from Will Fuller. It was it was yeah, a fun conversation, yeah. but enough talk about Notre Dame guys. Come on. Uh, Let's talk about. Can I say one thing quick? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, the one thing that kind of blew my mind while looking at that: the age gap between Calvin Ridley and Mike Evans is one year. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Mike Evans has played four more seasons in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tom Brady is younger than wow. Calvin Ridley. Wait, what? I can't. It was I a joke. <laughs> when Calvin Ridley's coming out, like who? Who's Tom younger Brady. than Calvin Ridley? Fact, but. Calvin really only played three years in college, too, and didn't redshirt. He had a very tough upbringing. He came out of the NFL as soon as he could. Uh, it stinks for his age curve, but he doesn't have a lot of city NFL miles on him. So, assuming his mental health comes back, uh, he was another player I wanted to talk about. I, I am 100% into Calvin Ridley. Uh, I, like, I would just be sending out offers of that, like, Terrace, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, LaVisca Chenault, like, those types of players for Calvin Ridley all over the place. Can I get somebody that's also like I'm gonna Ross St. Brown for Calvin Ridley? I'll take Calvin Ridley because I try I, I believe that he's gonna come back. And to me, that's worth the risk because although I I do really, really like Amon Ra, I think Calvin Ridley still has that WR1 upside. He was the the leading candidate in the clubhouse for all betting sites to be the uh yardage leader in the NFL in re- receiving. So what about your guy Hunter Renfro? Him or Calvin Ridley? Uh come on. No, I, 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 I will go over. I gotta go Ridley, but <laughs> no, me, me too, me too. Uh, I, but it wasn't easy. He, he just kind of definitely coming much. back, like because I'm not gonna say definitely, but there's reports right now of him potentially getting moved already. Like I feel like that stuff doesn't get leaked unless like he like he has sent something of the the sense of that. Um, like I feel, and I feel like anywhere is better than Atlanta. So like, Calvin Ridley oh, is already uh, a round one wide receiver. So I mean, if he signs with the Chiefs, it's game over. Or gets traded to the Patriots, like yeah, nobody wants to the Patriots. It's kind of a mediocre, kind of a mediocre landing spot. But I know it's been where it's rumored. But he's he's a clear wide receiver one anywhere. I feel like it's wheels. Yeah. Up. If he's play, if he's on the field, if Calvin Ridley is playing football, like I want Calvin Ridley. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and probably now is the time to be aggressive before something happens. And probably the time to have acquired Kelvin Ridley was, you know, uh, you know, obviously go, go by your trade deadline in your league because the person that had them, if especially if they were a playoff contender, that would have been the perfect guy that like he's this person. Kelvin Ridley is wasting my you know space on my bench. I want to move him to get a piece that will help me in the playoffs. Right. Uh, yeah. The, the, the big thing is like he, he has a dip in value right now. If you want to lead into uncertainty a little bit with upside, I think that's the, it, it's a decent idea to go keep some feelers out and just to pay attention to look it up, see what you feel like, make an opinion. And if you think that he's going to play next year, uh, make some offers. I, yeah. I agree with Ryan. Um, similar to what I said earlier with the, those three running backs at the time to buy them was one, they were injured and the owners were in that shock state where they had to try to get somebody for, to get them fantasy points for the season. Um, and the time to acquire Calvin Ridley was probably at your trade deadline when the owner was probably making a playoff push and needed someone other than Calvin Ridley who could get them some fantasy points. Um, going, going with that is a, a guy who I acquired at my trade deadline on a rebuilding team. Um, and I mentioned it on the Patreon shows. I'm pretty sure is I traded uh, Taysom Hill for, uh, DJ Chark in a league, which it helped him at the time because he needed a quarterback spot start. But I'm getting a wide receiver who I don't know if people remember this too well because, but it was only a few years ago. DJ Chark was the wide receiver 16 in 2019, so he was a wide receiver two, and he was he was close to a wide receiver one, and he's only 25 years old. Lavisca Chenault didn't prove to be anything special. Marvin Jones is showing his age. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville added more complex some wide receiver help in the room because of how abysmal it was last season. Um, but I feel like it's wheels up for DJ Tark potentially coming um, when he gets healthy and his value is uh, like, it's, it's gotta be down there. Like if, if DJ Tark or Hunter Renfro, that's probably a closer, that's gotta be closer than Calvin Ridley. Easily Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I, I'll go Renfro as well. But, but, but that, that said, I, I don't think you would have to even, uh, you know, I, I think shark is acquirable for, you know, a cheap price. I think it's a great name, Jake, to mention because you're right. We've, we've pretty much written him off and I just don't think that that makes sense. I mean, he, he, you know, got injured week four of the season, you know, I mean, we, so yeah, I I think it's a good name to bring up because people have kind Uh, of forgotten about him in a sense. Also, he's a film room hero from Chris Harris from the, the Harris football podcast. And he absolutely loved DJ Chark, said he had shades of Adrian Green in him. Uh, elite talent has been banged up. So, again, you are buying into a potentially injury-prone player who might never surface again of what his peak was. But this is the type of oh. buy that, that, that plays out. Like, he, it's worth it. That's just those AJ Green comparisons coming out. Yeah, but the, at least the Jaguars have an indoor practice facility, unlike the Bengals. He could become uh, Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. So not, it's in his range of outcomes. I think Trevor Lawrence is also potentially at his lowest point in his career right now. Oh, easily. Interesting. It's very expensive. You're still going to have to probably have a bit of an overpay. But I think yeah. all those rookie quarterbacks, like moving into it, I think Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I didn't put Zach Wilson in here just because I, I, I personally just not as interested in Zach Wilson, but those three quarterbacks and it came up because of Trey posting about a trade opportunity in our uh, fantasy addicts chat about like what he could get for those guys. He was thinking about doing because of quarterback depth. 
it just spurs on to it that even a person like Trey, who's one one of if not the most savvy dynasty players on the planet, is looking at like selling these guys for the kind of the price that he was getting back. Uh, I thought was fascinating and just opens up a massive buying window for these guys. Uh, my favorite buy out of those guys it has to be Trey Lance. Like we have been given a window of him not starting. The, the 49ers are making, I think, probably a poor decision. Like, I think Trey Lance is probably a better quarterback. He definitely will be in the long run. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is better in the short term because he knows the offense better. But, man, the, the Trey, Trey Lance is kind of on that Patrick Mahomes um, plan right now where he sits out the first year. Alex Smith kind of has a career year with the Chiefs. Um, I took him to the playoffs, did fantastic. Um, but the problem – I, I have to assume the 49ers are probably going to fall short of the Super Bowl. And I, with that, I'd like to think that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably um, starting elsewhere next year. I don't think his, um, we're not talking Garoppolo's value right now, but I don't see, I think he's probably increasing with this playoff run, regardless of if he stayed with the, because I think he's moving from the 49ers anyways, but I am totally here for Trey Lance. I don't think his value has decreased from the rookie draft because I feel like who has him knows his potential, but he's still a massive acquired to me at cost because I just know, I don't know, but I, I just have a really good feeling of what he could be. And that yeah. offense, man, like it's so good. Yeah. And, and the, glim- the glimpses we've seen of him, he's, he's, you know, put up some pretty decent numbers, all things considered. Um, yeah, no. And I think I, I'm with you. I, I just, I have faith in that 49er franchise and, um, I definitely see the potential in Trey Lance. So I, I think you're right, but yes, all of those quarterbacks, these rookie quarterbacks, well, as, as you, you pointed out, and I'm with you with Zach Wilson. I, I just never was high on him. I don't necessarily, I, although maybe I'd kick the tires on him, see if I could get him really, really cheap. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's worth inquiring because yes. Um, not that they're necessarily going to be like these people, that they're, they're not going to get sold super low, but you know, it, 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 it it, 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 like Lance Fields, Lawrence, you, you get the jackpot with those guys. Like I would, I would move the one hundred one this year and plus for Trey Lance. I don't know if that's enough to get him, but like one hundred one and one and two hundred one, I would do that in a heartbeat. Really. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I, I, I my uh, like my gut reaction to that is like no, but then I think about it and it's like yeah, I. Who are you taking a one on one right now? For me, it's Brees Hall. We're, we're going to ask you that every episode until yeah, the, um, the NFL draft because I'm curious if you feel that same way. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you yeah. might. I'm just curious. It'll probably fluctuate like crazy because what the hell do I know? But well, no, it'll be a much more interesting version of the JJ Arcega Whiteside watch uh, of the of the season's past. But Whether or not he's going to do anything. I feel way more comfortable with the quarterback class of last season, right? So if you if you're QB needy, I feel like Trey Lance like has the potential to be like the next guy. You know what I mean? Like obviously we're seeing that right now with like the Joe uh, Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts. But Trey Lance has something different, especially with that rushing ability, like to be a difference maker in fantasy, which is kind of like the next level and what's important for us. Yeah. Yeah, he's learning the command of the offense. He sat out last season. He's sitting out this season, which we didn't think was going to happen overall without with Garoppolo there. You know, like you can't like take two off years. But 
again, this is the, these are the opportunities of you're going to pay less now than what you did it for him in the rookie draft. And that's the whole goal is like, am I getting a slight like value difference? And can I pay this? Does my, is my team ready to pay this and what I want to do? Uh, yeah, I, think I, don't even same, I think it's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. And I think it's the same thing with Justin Fields. Uh, Trevor Lawrence might be even more depreciated. And I would take Trevor Lawrence over Trey Lance and Justin Fields still right now. So uh, I like Trey Lance more than uh, both of them. I wasn't expecting the, the season out of Trevor Lawrence that we saw. Um, I st- still love the guy. still think he's like that generational uh, talent. So I expected to flip, but Trey Lance's rushing ability. And then just what we've seen out of the 49ers offense and the franchise as a whole, I, I just feel like I trust it more. Um, we, I talked about throughout the season how much I loved uh, Jalen Hurts in fantasy because of that Konami code factor, right? And I think Trey Lance is a better version of that. Um, like just his gun, gunslinger mentality is like a Josh Allen light um, is the hope, right? So if he sniff, sniffs that, we're we're pretty happy. Yeah, and it, it just I think he's just a smarter, safer play at the end of the day, Trey Lance, because we we you know we we've it's a smaller sample size. We've seen him perform. He's with a better franchise. Uh, you know, he's got some great weapons attached to him. And, and at the end of the day, as I've, as I've talked about now a lot, I, I, I don't know that I, I trust the Chicago bears franchise and I definitely don't trust Jacksonville to, to, to get it right. And to, yeah. And I, and I think we, what we see is that that, that matters so much particularly with quarterback situation, right. And in terms of with the, the coaching staff and, you know, the, the making sure that the offensive line is solid and the right weapons. There's just so much that goes into quarterbacks being successful. And I feel like the elements are, are, are I feel like they're there for Lance. And I, I, I just think, I mean, I mean, obviously fields and Lawrence are, could be great, but yeah, you might as well go with the, the guy that's probably the safest, which is weird to say, cause I don't feel, think we felt like he was the safe. I didn't feel he was the safest a year ago, but now I do. Uh, so what do I have to add to Trey Lance to get uh, Kyler Murray from you guys? At first, oh gosh, twenty twenty three first probably, and I might. I think that would be. A, I don't know if I. I would need to know. I would. I would kind of range where I think the first would be. If it's late, that might be enough that I want a sweetener on top. And I'd probably have to check some, like other some more advice, like some from some experts. But just on the tip of my tongue, like I love Troy Lance, and I know that twenty twenty three class is just elite, like super elite, and I want a piece of it. So I think that, like, I think just that would be, could be enough for me. Man, I, I want more than Jake. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to get it from you, but I probably want more. Because, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know we just, you know, saw not a great playoff performance from Kyler Murray. But, you know, 24 just years that? old and just, uh, just he's, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely feel he's definitely more of the proven commodity. Um that being said, that could look stupid in a couple of years because Lance, I feel like, is definitely more the Konami code player. I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like we might see him rush for more yards at the end of the day than than Murray in a couple of years. I don't know. I'm yeah, going back and forth on my rankings between Lance and Lamar Jackson. Wow, six and seven. Like I have him higher than um, Dak Prescott. Justin Fields now, like the Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if that's too highly. Like, he's not higher than the Herberts, Burroughs, Allen, Murray, etc. But we haven't even seen him play yet, really. So, 
I mean, it's, it's a projection. It's a projection. I mean, if I had Trey Lance and somebody offered Lamar Jackson, I'd, I'd scoop that up right away. Well, you obviously hold you you play the market, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I was curious. Is like the, the like what are we what like what are we willing to actually gamble on this? And because yeah. picks are picks, and they're gambling themselves. And yes, they're valuable. And yes, they're going to the draft. But we use a known asset like Kyler Murray with a with a Cardinals team that honestly, is, uh, he, towards the end of the season, Kyler Murray wasn't that great to have on your squad if he was your championship contending team. Uh, he wasn't like boosting your points. Uh, and I just don't trust that uh, Kingsbury and how it's going to evolve in the future. Like, did they just get figured out again? We don't know. And so with the, with the Lance upside, if I have, like, you have to take, like, I'm going to have a stud asset. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to move for this to build my dynasty. And I'm going to move for a guy like Trey Lance because I really believe in him and what his future is. And I believe it's like his upside is worth it. So, okay. So now what does that look like versus rookie picks is, is, is what I was trying to get. And uh, I, I'm not as a, uh, like, so with with Kyler Murray for Trey Lance, I would just see. I, I do like I hate this question when you get asked it, but I'd be willing to ask like, "Hey, uh, what would you give me on top of Trey Lance for Kyler Murray?" Yeah, I think I would. You've actually inspired me that I think I'm going to send some cold offers for uh, Lance at first and something additional, and just like to get some feelers out there, see how uh, see if I can land a fish, but, like. Lance. I hate that because it's in it's in very strong <laughs> paper where you have Kyler Murray and you're yeah, in well, Lance and picks. I don't think gonna, I'm gonna be so angry. What's, they're kind of in rebuilding <laughs> mode, so I don't think they're in a position that they would kind of uh, make a package deal for somebody. Um, but if you could get like Lance a 2023 first and a guy like Kadarius Tony who has like tremendous upside, I'm just waiting. Like, like obviously he's all there's a mixed bag there with him. Um, but there's other guys in that kind of realm as a throw in type who have the potential to gain, like have a bigger increase of value. I'm here for that because Lance could be as good as Kyler Murray. Like you, we don't know if they're going to be this, this similar tier of player a year from now. I have a question for you guys. You've, you've got Deshaun Watson on your roster. Would you move Deshaun Watson for any one of these quarterbacks we've been discussing, uh, discussing Lance Fields or Lawrence? All three of them. Um, I think all three of them as well. Um, but currently, the only one I have – no, you know, all three of them. I, right now I have Deshaun Watson above Trevor Lawrence by one spot, but it's a, it's the same tier. So I feel like I have no issue picking the guy who doesn't have um, multiple sexual accusations against him. Right. Even though I think that's all going to be settled soon. So that's kind of the, what's how it's been talked about. But, again, what do I know? It's all kind of speculation, right? Yeah, yeah, we thought that we thought that September first of twenty twenty one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I. I it's, did, we, it's weird that's not settled, uh, and I think that that's being underrated. Right, and, and I, I don't know that. I think most of the time, if you're Lance Fields or Lawrence owner, you're not going to want Watson back. You're going to want to keep those those rookie quarterbacks and not deal with Watson. But in, in terms of value, I think they're valued similarly, and who knows, maybe that gets it done too. So, if you want to move on from Watson. The second Watson gets signed somewhere, does that how, that changes though? Right, like the sec if he's the quarterback, well, yeah, it Carolina, everything. Pittsburgh, any like anyone, Denver, but he has, he has to get traded immediately. Is he above all of those guys? Like Trey Lance, I I think I'd still leave Trey Lance above him, but I feel like he immediately climbs above Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields for me. 
it, well, it, 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 it probably depends on where he goes, but I, I think most landing spots are probably favorable. Well, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I think the, the second, if, if Deshaun Watson is cleared and everything settled and not suspended by the NFL and he's in line to be a starter on any NFL team, he's above those guys. Uh, yeah, like wheels. wheels I up. think that's, yeah, I think that's totally fine. Uh, Deshaun Watson is still a scumbag. That's at least what we found out at the core of all this. Uh, but that's like, what, like, what do you want with fantasy? You have to decide where your your point is. And if you don't want Deshaun Watson on your team, I think that's a totally fine stance to take. And then now you can get one of these young rookie QBs, plus maybe a little something, something you know? Like, now you can trade this scumbag off a team who you don't want to root for and get a guy that you do want to root for. And it's going to be a lot more fun, even though uh, the, it would be willing to place, like, if money was on the line, to have you bet that Deshaun Watson outscores these guys because he is an elite quarterback talent. But just, just, just a scumbag. Let's keep talking about these rookie QBs. Would you are you keen to sell high on Mac Jones after his rookie season? Do you think Zach Wilson's a buy low right now? Hmm. Mac Jones. They're, I'm kind of putting you guys both on the spot now, but I feel like we're talking about them all, so like yeah. time. You know, I, I think I think with Mac Jones, if the way he's valued, I think it does make sense to kind of shop around listen to offers because I you know, I, I don't know that the, I think Mac Jones is going to, he's going to linger in the league. He's going to be like a solid QB for you, but he's, I don't think he's, you know, ever going to like be a difference maker necessarily in, in your league. So yeah, it was based on the way he's valued. I'm, I'm definitely interested in shopping him around. Um, and then, but, but in terms of Zach Wilson, I, I don't know. I just, I wasn't on him. You know, I didn't like him coming into the league and I, I still, I just, I don't want to touch him. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's stupid because maybe it's the, this tremendous value of all these guys, but I, I don't know. I still don't want to touch him. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd wait. I'd, I'm okay with being wrong on Zach Wilson and staying away. Uh, even though, you know, I picked him up from some rookie drafts at, at value, but uh, I'm not like excited to acquire him because again, like I was saying with Ryan, like it just, I don't have great taste in my mouth about his future and what he's going to do. Uh, I would trade Mac Jones for, and see how the other owner feels like see if I can get something on top of, of those three other rookie quarterbacks uh, because Mac Jones is probably the highest value rookie quarterback. Uh, and I would rather have Trevor Lawrence, Justin really? Fields or uh, Trey Lance. I don't think the fancy community. Um... Well, okay. Okay. Let's just say it's like, he's within their realm. So can I swap? Can I, can I, can I make a deal? Can I get the player that I really wanted when I took Mac Jones late? You can, every league is different, right? And every owner is different. So you you have no idea if the person who's holding on to Justin Fields right now is a New England Patriots fan or is scared of the season that Fields had or what, where Chicago is headed or, or Jacksonville or whoever, right? So I'm sure that that opportunity, um, that there's definitely a potential for an opportunity for that. But Yeah, and I take it back. Like ADP, he's behind all those guys. But he's tough, I would, right? I would try to make that move. Like, he could he could be like the a Derek Hart type for his career. He could like, um, like maybe he can get up to where the Tannehill seasons where he's having like, um, like top five QB um, seasons. What, what, would you guys in the Super League like throw in a like mid to late second and Mac Jones for Fields or Lawrence? I would. Yeah, I'd, get, I'd give it a go. Yeah, happily. Yeah, he's. I feel like Mac Jones just isn't spicy enough, and I feel that might just be <laughs> like, wrong. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not exciting um, in fantasy, and I feel like that maybe that's a maybe that's a buying opportunity. 
that he doesn't yeah. have that like wow factor and like well, who cares? He, just get your steady points and your super flex spot and call it a day right but it's like it's like mentioning Derek Carr as has there been a quarterback like Derek Carr has been the most underrated super flexed dynasty asset I feel yeah. like at the QB position for what what are we like four or five years now uh, Tannehill was up there with him for a little while, but I feel like Derek Carr has been so disrespected and it's been producing wide receiver ones in PPR, like Hunter Renfro. You're no, I kind of feel like that's his floor though. Mac Jones, like is that kind of archetype. And you know what, if that is the, that's, that's the case, he probably is worth acquiring potentially as long as you're not like overpaying, obviously. Have you taken Deshaun Watson or Mac Jones? Oh, Deshaun Watson easily. Oh, yeah, I championships, yeah. See, but that, that's the, that's the inflection point between Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance is the the upside. But like Mac Jones or Matthew Stafford, and all of a sudden I'm getting ten years on like the, like the Stafford Tannehill types. I'm choosing Mac Jones over those guys. I'm choosing him over Tua. There's no one really else to compare. I feel. Yeah, but I completely agree with you that Carr does not get uh, nearly enough respect. And Zach Wilson might be a, a good buy right now, too, considering just how bad his season is. It's kind of in a similar uh, similar to what I was talking about the injured guys, how you wanted to acquire them when it happened, um, when the owners get to the points. Like, this is when the owners are the most fearful. And it's probably a good time to strike uh, when the owners are fearful, right? I would not be surprised in the slightest it's come this rookie draft season where quarterbacks are being ranked all over the place. And I'm sure they're going to get ranked all over the place in rookie drafts. Uh, they're probably going to fall because every year there's, um, there's a few QPs who fall like last year was the Zach Wilson, Mac Jones guys type. Um, and they were the, they were values, right? Um, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if these guys are falling in your super, in your super flex draft, and some owner wants like wants to get into your draft spot and they're offering their Zach Wilson because they want to jump ship onto who they think could be the next hot commodity in the rookie draft. And Zach Wilson was the second overall pick. He like many franchises ranked him ahead of guys like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, Mac Jones, etc. So just be, like his rookie season was awful, but that doesn't mean that his career is over. So um, there's 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 definitely there's tons of cases in the NFL where um, they face plants and still come back. Obviously, it's not something you want to bet on, but you're betting it's it's a cheap bet to make potentially. It could be like a you you could pay two or three on the clock, two or one potentially depending on who falls to that spot if the owner is like, which really isn't too bad compared to last year's cost. Especially like two or one if there's a uh, like like Kenny Pickett or some other rookie quarterback on the board. That somebody's high on, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Which who knows if that'll actually happen? But yeah, but you know, I, I think he, he's definitely an interesting name to you know consider when you're making deals one way or the other, um, maybe in a package deal or something. Because you know, I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily want to go out and just like target him, but at the same time, you know, am I interested in having him on some of my rosters? Sure. I, I mean, just 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 to kind of see what happens. Um, should we, should we move on from QBs? What, what we're any, any, let, let, maybe let's take a couple more guys, um, before we, we start to wrap up the show here. Um, who else is interested in this list that we want to talk about? 
It's the Pittsburgh Steelers, that empty gap. Whoever goes there is getting a huge increase in value, in my opinion, because it's one of the few spots. And same with Denver. It's one of the few spots that are, are like QB ready, where everything around them is pretty much set. Um, Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh can address the offensive line and then acquire QB elsewhere, it would be mint. Um, guys like the, and the guys who are on the move, like the Russell Wilsons, who are actively seeking, like who are. Any, any reporter who wants to talk to me, guess what? I want out of Seattle. Um, and it looks like Seattle's keeping the uh, Carroll. So it seems like he could be out of there. you got Kirk Cousins with a whole new management in Minnesota. Um, who knows if he's he's going to stay. Like we already talked about Deshaun Watson. You've got two potentially on the move. It's going to be a fun offseason in terms yeah, of get, quarterback movement. Get Cousins out of Minnesota. Send him to Pittsburgh. That's fine. Uh, that's good for the Pittsburgh fantasy value. Uh, bad I for the. Pre- I prefer Derek season. Carr. Give me Derek Carr over Cousins in Pittsburgh all day. Or I'd even. There's no chance in the world it ever happens, but I would love Baker Mayfield in, in Pittsburgh as well. I would. It would be typical Browns for it to happen that he would come and become a Hall of Famer too. But there's just no happen. way that he would end up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would never in a million years. Yeah, it, it has happened in the NHL where a guy gets traded like. So our team in the Eastern Conference doesn't want to trade a player in the East, so he gets traded to the West, and then all of a sudden that Western team just flips him to an Eastern Conference team. And I would love for that to happen in the NFL. Like, let's get let's get spicy. Let's get a little. I'm, oh, that would I be mean, fun. the NHL is still adding expansion teams. The NFL is the old, most old, like white male league in the like on the planet. So they're like, we're stuck on our ways. We're gonna do it this way. Anyway. <laughs> I, I have kind of settled that I think Aaron Rodgers is probably staying in Green Bay. Yeah, I'd agree. I was very, I was very yeah. hopeful he could be moving, but who knows? Hopefully things just like maybe Tom Brady breaks his heart again and that'll be enough for him to go on a rampage. His ego what, can't. What do you think Russell Wilson's on the move, guys? I think so. He's, he says it every year, and I feel like that's got to be so frustrating as a franchise that your number, like your number one guy doesn't want to be there or he – is actively selling himself out of there. Like no one else does that. Uh, if I'm bet, if I'm betting, uh, I'm betting he's staying. But it's like, it's if I have to. I don't want to. I don't like that bet at all. I can see him with the. You know what I mean? Like it's like like uh, it's like yeah, like a, a 55-45. But uh, I just don't see. Everybody's talking about this being a big quarterback movie market this offseason. and we're. We're, we're just not going to see it. We've never seen it. It's going to happen. I mean, I just <laughs> feel like this, the Saints will... I hope so. I feel like the Saints will draft, like, reach on some rookie quarterback, and uh, that player won't be very good, and then we'll see Taysom Hill again try to play quarterback, and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. P- PFF had right. them taking Desmond Ritter. Yeah. That's interesting. I could, I could see him in New York or in uh, New Orleans for sure. He's got options. I'm sure he wouldn't be picky, to be honest with you. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to see. Uh, let's let's take like a couple more names, and we'll then we'll start to wrap up here because it is getting late, and at least one of the Joes has to get up early in the morning. So, um, who do we want to talk about? Do you, what do you guys think of Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you think he's um, will start elsewhere next year? Like, I don't think he's a backup, yeah. right? Not on the <laughs> Niners, and he'll have a starting spot. I think like so if he too. went to Pittsburgh or elsewhere, like he's probably worth acquiring. Like he's yeah. he's in a similar esque, he's just older of that Mac Jones type where he's like a solid QB two, I would think. 
I think you're not, you're not really well, in the world. Really well at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, like he's been in uh, like smart places so far, right? Like going to Bel- Belichick, to Shanahan, to Tomlin. Like I would take that wisdom any day. Here's another name for you guys to throw out there. That's probably pretty cheap to acquire. People have totally forgot about him. Marcus Mariota. What do you guys think exactly. of Marcus Mariota? I, I, I love me that Konami code type, right? So his, he's he's free right now. Like he's a free agent. I mean, essentially, essentially, yeah. Like I, I know I picked up in a few places like near the end of the season because I know he's one of those guys that I think could have a boom of value if he uh, if he does move. I can't. I think he's a free agent. I can. I'll check it right now. But I, I believe he is. I, I believe he's a free agent. That's what. That's why I wanted to bring him up. Um, you have, yeah, you have to think he goes somewhere that he thinks you'd have the potential to start. I'm just knows. not that like like. Would you take Tyler Huntley or Marcus Mariota? Mariota. Um, I could. I totally understand why someone would take Huntley at this time. Um, what is it like a big age difference? Huntley's young, right? Twenty. He's twenty-four. Four-year uh, age difference. I like Mariota's chance at actually having a starting role sooner than Huntley because Huntley's kind of. Um, banking on an injury, right? I'm not entirely sure when he becomes a free agent. I would need to do more research before I actually made a move to pick either, like, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, Davis Mills or Marcus Merida? That's an interesting conversation. Go ahead. I don't mind Davis Mills as he could def- he could easily start next year in a similar to the Detroit Lions starting golf for another year. It's just let's build the team around the quarterback before we get the quarterback of the future. Um, they could also get a QB back in a Deshaun Watson trade. So he's not necessarily safe, but I feel like Mills is kind of just that steady um, backup. Like he will can go, he will go around the league as a backup quarterback. And that's not necessarily like the great, like the greatest thing you want. Right. So I kind of, I might lean that Konami code upside in uh, Mariota, but it's kind of gross either way. I, th- I think Mills I go Mar- a lot younger. Yeah, I think I go Mariota, but you know, I, I could see you going Mills pretty easy, based on the fact yeah. that you know, I mean, right now, he, right now he's a starter, you know, in the NFL for the Texans. Uh, so. In that same light of a backup who's could be highly valuable moving forward, uh, I think right now is a great time to pick up Gardner Minshew if you yeah. get him uh, thrown into a deal or added to it. Uh, upside still phenomenal in the Superflex League. Uh, at least for a seasonal starter. And I really like him. I don't think he's cheap enough to really be like a buy low, but he's just like a guy to keep on the radar to, to potentially get thrown into a deal that you're doing. I thought you were going to say Mitch Trubisky. I, th- I think that's, he had a one-year deal with Buffalo, right? So that's who never I Mitch Trubisky. My, I was just going to say Mitch Trubisky. If he's, why, if he sticks around with Buffalo and something happened to Josh Allen, I think he immediately walks into like a QB, like not QB one overall, but a QB one, uh, fantasy production. I don't think that's out of the range of outcomes. I, I uh, actually, I, you, what do you think about that? Well, just not, not QB one week over week fantasy production. No way. I, I think the thing though, what, what I know this is going to sound ridiculous. I'm not saying Mr. Bisk is going to NFL quarterback cause he's not, we saw it, but I think what the difference between being a Buffalo and being in Chicago is that the bills would know how to put him in a position to succeed um, unlike Chicago, where they they try to force him to do things he couldn't do, so I, I think he would. If Allen missed some significant time, I think it's he could put together like a, a QB one stretch, not every single week, but you know I think he'd have several weeks of QB one production. Well, no, but he would he be should. like ranked in there. Like to, the thing is, like Trubisky just isn't good. Like 
yeah, you can scheme around him and do that, but it's still not, he's not compiling together a, like a great season. He might be a fine like spot starter and yes, he's rosterable and you should totally keep him. But uh, <laughs> guys, Mr. Brisky's bad. I don't know what, what, like what, what are we talking about? It is bad. But but I but I, I I think it's once again we talk about situation and putting yeah the role the starting QB role in Buffalo is good <laughs> yeah but he's not he's probably not gonna be back there I I mean I I don't know I mean I I kind of think that maybe he will get resigned because I think I, I think he likes it there I I think Josh Allen I likes him they like, they like him. him yeah and I think you know it's I think it's a perfect spot for him honestly and I think he's a good backup where. If Josh Allen, you know, goes down for two, three games, I think Trubisky is just good enough where you know he could keep them competitive in those games. Um, no, no, would if if Josh Allen's out for the season, could Trubisky lead him to the Super Bowl? Hell no, <laughs> no, no way. But um, anyway, Man, should we? Any anyone? I, we should go. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. If something happened and they needed one game of Trubisky, I I don't I don't think it's out of his range of outcomes that he could do it. Like, I wouldn't put money on it, but like I would. Whoa! Put, it's like, gonna late. We better close the show. Yeah, maybe I'm just I think it's delirious. I like the Buffalo. Buffalo's gonna. I think Buffalo could win the Super Bowl like this year. Like that's not far fetched in the slightest. So like it is an excellent place to be as a backup QB. I think to, like to get thrown into. Uh, that's all. Yeah. All right, well, let's guys, let's move into the two minute warning because because it's getting late. I'm starting to fade. Jake obviously starting to fade. I mean, he just said that he could see Mr. Trubisky win the Super Bowl. So you know, if, if the Bills got him there, well, yeah. yeah. So all right, anyway, let's. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not this year. Come on, not, no, not this year. Just competition this year for sure. Maybe a hell of a story. Maybe a hell of a story in Chicago if like they get the Bills get to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, you know, oh, has man. some freak injury. The first, the first, you know, gets a concussion, gets knocked to the game the first quarter, and Trubisky comes in and leads them to a victory over the 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 Packers or something. That would be that would be wild. That's my Trey Lance dream. Yeah. All right, let's move into the two minute warning, <laughs> guys. What what do you want to say in the in the in the two minute warning? Uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to lead off? I'm ready, so I can go first. Doesn't matter. Go for mm-hmm. it. Um, I just wanted to say my farewell to uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, as you all know, I'm a Steeler fan. Um, I, my first game I ever really recall watching that I have a memory of watching is uh, the first Super Bowl with Jerome Bettis, where Ben pretty much came in that season was like, let's win this for Bettis. And they, all, they, they did it, right? And it was a uh, – I just have that one memory of, like, Bettis uh, speaking to the, like, to the reporters after the fact where he's like, I'm going to Disney World kind of moment. And then the Big Ben, like, wanting to win it for him. And then I've got fantastic memories of winning against the Cardinals. Um, we were actually in uh, Florida at the time. It was We actually took a trip to Disney. It's, like, the only time in my entire life. Um, and Santonio Holmes won the MVP that year. Just an um, freaking believable Super Bowl. Like, easily number one for me, but I'm biased. But I feel like people – an unbiased opinion might say the same thing um, with all the highlights that happened that game. Uh, but Santonio Holmes went to Disney. We watched the parade. He was like with Mickey Mouse going around um, as a, like a 10 year old kid at the time. Absolutely fantastic memories. Um, countless memories watching Big Ben, not all good. Um, but I literally, I, there hasn't been a time as a Steeler fan, as a fan of football where Big Ben wasn't, the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's a new era for me as a football fan. 
I just wanted to thank Big Ben for all he's done. Um, obviously, he might not be the best uh, person off the field. Um, he definitely was ready to retire in my mind. Um, the Steelers are probably better off moving on from Ben. Um, but damn, the times uh, where Big Ben shined were great, and I will miss them. Thank you, Jake, for for that. Yeah, it's it's end of an era that you put in perspective. He's he's been the quarterback in Pittsburgh for a long time. Um, Will Greenwood, what what do you what, what do you want to say during the two minute warning? <laughs> I mean, I'll say any personal feelings towards Big Ben, uh, Jake. Growing up with him and thinking about that, <laughs> it's all Tomlin's whole career too, though, uh, with him. And the fact that they've, you know, Tom's never had a losing season. Well, neither has Big Ben because they've been attached to the hip since the start. Uh, no one gave anyway, Big Ben the credit for that. I mean, well, I, I, we'll see how it goes. I mean, they had one year with Mason Rudolph, and ugh, at least Big Ben was there for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, but, but such a such a good franchise, right? With the with the coaching, you know. Great okay, this is my two minute warning. Please, yeah. please hush your mouth, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> so. The, my, my big thing is like take take some time to relax a little bit during these playoffs. Maybe place a little bets in there, do some DFS, and, and really just enjoy it. We made it through the grind of a longer fantasy season than we ever had. I know it's only one week longer, but we also dealt with I feel like more COVID problems during the playoffs. And this might have been the most stressful fantasy season uh, of my life. And what I realized is I, I checked out too early. But anyway, rejuvenate, recover. Uh, you know, watch college basketball. Watch you know, watch the rest of the playoffs and just try to enjoy the game again versus it just being a platform for fantasy points. Uh, so if that means not putting any money on anything, not doing any DFS, uh, just, uh, you know, take this time to enjoy the sport and its entertainment value uh, because there are definitely a lot of negatives around the NFL and what it does. But uh, this, is a, this is a really, really fun time of the year for a lot of different sports. So take a relax. That's my advice. I'm going to try to tie what both of you said into my comment. I want to make during the two minute warning. Oh, it's that from is, article on the athletic that no, it's bet, not bet on big bet okay. DFS. No, that, <laughs> that is when you're after you're ready to, to get back into it. And if you decide to join any new leagues, um, join, th- consider joining a league with an IDP element or an IDP league, because, I, I, I here's an example. I'm I'm playing for a championship and I'm going up against TJ Watt. They so it's the Steelers playing Cleveland, and and I had a pretty comfortable lead. Well, it got really close at the end with TJ Watt and his four sacks in that game because <laughs> because every time it was coming at Baker, I'm like Baker, get rid of the ball, come on. So I, I that's just one example of of like how that can really add to your enjoyment of the game if you're playing in IDP leagues. And I know some people have tried it. And, and they don't like it, and that's fine. But just just consider it, because I, I I played in the IDP Guys Invitational, um, and, and that was just a lot of fun. Um, so IDP leagues can be a lot of fun, and and yes, it's a little bit more work, and you you got to do more research on like quite a few few more players. But I think it's worth it. So just want to plug that when you're ready to get back into it, consider joining an IDP league. It's fun. So I guess with that, we are the fantasy joes you can find us on twitter at ff joes will is on twitter sometimes he's at fantasy underscore will jake is on twitter pretty often he's at takes with jake and i am of course at roto librarian so on behalf of will greenwood and jake patterson i am ryan livergood and we are baby for the 200 show probably a few more as well we are the fantasy joes Two, 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 two hundred. I totally interrupted you there, Ryan. Apologies. I got really excited. It's okay. I didn't even mention. 
Show number 200, baby. I, I think I was here for 10 of them. Maybe 15. We did it. Maybe 200. Who knows? <laughs> there in spirit, baby. Yeah. Oh, cool. man. It's been a good run. Also, pay attention to my offseason buys. I mean, I'm just saying, Cordero Patterson, James Conner, two hits. My head is going to be so full moving forward. Tim Patrick, Greg Ward the year before. Uh, deep dives. Deep dives are going to be happening this offseason. Wow. I usually, give, I usually give about five of them. And I feel like two hits out of five each time is, guys, honestly, it's it's phenomenal. I went looking for our Super Bowl predictions. Could not find them. But I, I'll be honest, I scrolled past some really bad, some really bad picks as well. Like, I think we debated um, Adam Troutman versus Blake Jarwin at one point. Might not have been the best debate. <laughs> That's what we're here for. I'll yeah, debate, like, we're the, we're I'll the debate middling tight ends the rest of my life. Let's go. Yeah, at this point, I think I'm still lean Troutman. Give <laughs> <laughs> me Trevin to... Jordan. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to find Adam a... Troutman? Question mark? Is it by AP? We gotta go back. Uh, th- yeah, we gotta go back and look at this. I, I am curious about our, our predictions as well. So I know I've I I think I got I I think my biggest miss was I didn't I say the Vikings were gonna win the NFC North. I think that was my biggest Sheesh. miss for sure. And but I I feel proud because I said the Patriots were even though they didn't win the East the AFC East I I said they were going to and they were close. So they were close, and I think we we were pretty hot on the Chargers or at least I was so. So that might have been yeah. my biggest miss. I think we all had the Cowboys. I think we got that one, which was maybe a little bit of a upset. I don't, I don't know if we did. I know I don't think I did. No, I, have, I don't know. I mean, if you give me if you give me like thirty seconds here, I can find our I can find our picks. Okay. I'm gonna shut the recording off. I've got the power here, so better hurry up. Uh, do, 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 all right. So, what do you think it was? August 29th? Do, 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 do. Or is that yeah. is that too late? Do, 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 right? do, 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 do. All right. Do, uh, do, 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 boom, boom. Ooh, uh, just Jonathan Taylor finishes running back one overall with 1600 rushing yards and 600 receiving yards. Uh, do we? That's got to be a hit, I think. I don't know if you got the receiving yards, but that was one of my takes. Uh, oh, Trey he Sermon. Have, assumed, yeah, he did not have 2,000 on purpose. You're right. Uh, Trey Sermon, Sermon assumes the lead role at the latest halfway through the season and is a top 10 running back in ADP next year in July. He did have he did have 1,000 all-purpose, or 2,000 all-purpose, Jonathan Taylor. He did not have the 600 receiving yards, but he had more total yards than I expected. Uh Jake, best best QB class of all time. Uh, we got we got time for that. It, one. it can happen. Uh, That's not a one year produ- projection. Yeah, but it was. It, it, these were preseason, so therefore, uh, hey, Ryan Ger- Gerald <laughs> Everett, <laughs> Gerald Everett, top six tight end finish. Uh, I, meant, I meant Dalton Schultz. I meant Dalton Schultz. You said Gerald Everett. Uh, that was a typo. Ryan, yeah, three three top twenty four rookie wide receivers in PPR leagues, which I think we might have hit. You think you might have hit that? Yeah, uh, baby. Because is Jalen Waddle in there? Uh, Jamar Chase and what was the parameters? Uh, three top twenty-four rookie wide receivers in PPR leagues. I feel like that's got a hit. Uh, AJ Dillon, low end RB one and a half point for PPR. Oh yeah, thanks. So. I'm on Ross St. Brown. It did hit. Yes. 
Wait, what? I don't have Alan Ra on my top. Maybe we're to have different scoring formats we're looking at. I'm looking at PPR, yeah. Uh, yeah I had Sonny Michelle finish the top 15 running back in PPR. Terry McLaurin is the, the, the WR1 overall in PPR. Did not get that. No. Uh, my little brother said James Winston is a top 10 QB. What oh, yeah, he, he owes me like 150 bucks from that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I might not make it pay. That's a stupid bet. <laughs> Probably been through enough making projections like that. We made Super Bowl predictions, though. Yeah, we and we made like MVP projections, things like that. I think I chose Kyler Murray for like offensive. We, we we'll we'll save it. We'll save it that the, that stuff for a future future episode of Patreon or something. So, oh no, here we go. We got to figure it out. Uh, Super Bowl predictions: Ryan Browns versus Rams. Uh, Jake. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah. Jake, Thanks. Chargers versus Chargers versus Packers. Uh, uh, Will Ravens versus Niners. Our AFC uh, picks are, are the worst. Yikes! I thought I had like three. Like I think I had options for myself, and I think I clearly chose wrong with Chargers pick. Uh, fantasy rookie of the year. You guys both had Kyle Pitts. I put Najee Harris. Uh, what, what is the answer there? Do you think, guys? I think uh, Tennessee got to go. Right? I think you got to go Harris, don't you? Jamar Chase. No, I think Naj. Oh, I think Jamar it's well, of, of our predictions between the two, which was a better call. So nope, Najee Harris. Uh, I win. Uh, fated, or rookie of the year, third rounder later. Uh, Ryan, Josh Palmer, Jake, Nico Collins, Will, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Let's go. Who's the nice. best? Uh, fantasy MVP, Ryan, Javante Williams, or CMC. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Who was a better pick, Elijah Mitchell or Amon Ross St. Brown? You said you said, you said you said Nico Mitchell. Collins. I know, but I'm thinking you still could have been wrong though, because after the third round, well, it's an Elijah Mitchell territory. Nope, I'm just comparing us three. We'll no, it's between okay, the three I'll, of us. Yes, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, sir. Uh, so I'm two and zero. Let's go, boys. Uh, no, I think that no, I think that's just right spot. Uh, fantasy MVP, Ryan Javante Williams, value wise, CMC overall. Uh, Jake, Jadre Swift, uh, me, Dalvin Cook overall, or value-wise, Gus uh, Edwards. <laughs> so I think I can – I think I – maybe? No? Swift had a good uh, start. I think we all we good. all just kind of missed on that one, let's be yeah. honest. I think I might take a win. Dynasty Riser of the Year, Ryan, LaVisca Chanel, Jake, Brian Edwards, Will, oh. Jerry, Judy. Oh, we all – oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's bad. LaVisca and Chanel, not Ryan's. We should not have kept these receipts. That's for sure. Uh, fantasy QB plateauers of the season. Fantasy QB one. We all took Kyler. Uh, uh, fantasy RB one. CMC, Camaro, Dalvin. Uh, fantasy wide receiver one. You guys took Adams, and I took AJ Brown. Kyler fantasy, ti- fantasy tight end one. You guys took Kittle or Kelsey. I took Kittle. Who did we choose for RB? Uh, CMC. I took CMC. Yeah, Ryan took CMC. You took Kamara. I took Dalvin. So Kamara with Adams as wide receiver, I mean, he was number two behind the Cooper Cup. You guys, so the Just Super Bowl MVP predictions, though, you guys both have a player alive. Ryan, you took Stafford. Jake, you took <sighs> Rodgers. I took Lamar Jackson. So I'm the only one that's completely eliminated from that pool. Yeah, I, I feel- uh, You guys both have a good chance. Well, Jake probably has a better chance than me, but it's possible. I'll take it. Uh, you guys both took the Titans to win the AFC South. I took the Colts. 
Uh, AFC wow. West. We did. Uh, Ryan and I took the Chiefs. Jake took the Chargers. Woohoo! AFC AFC East. Uh, Ryan and I took the Patriots. Jake took the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a- AFC North. <laughs> we all got it wrong. Uh, Ryan and Jake took the Browns, and I took the Ravens. Yeah, okay. we all got it wrong. Browns is last award. How crazy is that? Two, two of four on those. I guess it's not very crazy, but NFC North, Jake and I got it right. Ryan took Vikings. Yeah. Uh, NFC East, Jake and I took the the Washington football team. Ryan took the Cowboys. Yeah, made up for my bad <laughs> North pick. Uh, so this, magic. The South, the South. Somehow we all got right with the Buccaneers. Yeah, um, somehow, and the then the West. Ryan, you went Rams. Jake and I went 49ers. All right. We'll, we'll, the rest of it, we, we should look back on it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. All right. With that, let's close it. If you've listened for this long, thank you. Thanks for sticking with us for 200. We, we appreciate it. See ya. Love you. Go Niners. Beat those Packers. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.